Hi, this is JoJo, and I have some words of love I'd like to share. It's actually sort of a, a rant, so to speak, because, I mean, if you're like me, and you're single, and you're wondering why the heck does it seem like everybody else has it easier, like, other people, they don't have to uh, do all this internal work and work on themselves and all this stuff before they meet the right person. They just meet somebody and, you know. But one thing that, that comes to mind when it comes to that is that people lie. It, don't, don't, don't be scrolling through social media and, I mean, there are some people that are actually happy that's sharing their actual, you know, relationship happiness and all that stuff. But a lot of people are just lying. And the thing about it is what they're not going to share is what they're putting up with to keep that relationship going. I know people like that. They're not necessarily happy, but they're not miserable enough to leave. So there's a lot of crap that they're putting up with in order to maintain and keep that relationship going. So, you know what? Don't fret. Because when you see people, other people, and it seems like they're happier than you and that they got it going on and they didn't have to do any of this internal work and they're not on any type of spiritual journey, they just kind of got it like that and they're just happy-go-lucky. Well, there's different levels, you guys. And I think for us people that are more spiritually in tune and at once the deeper level connections, it's going to take a little bit more work. Some people are okay with surface level, you know, union or just a basic, I like you, you like me, let's be together. And yeah, some people are okay with just the simplicity type of thing, you know, it's just easy for them. But for those of us who, um, who want more of a connection and want to feel like a deep connection and that um, long-term forever relationship, it's going to take a little bit more work than the easy breezy ones. Some people stay in relationships for financial reasons. Some people stay in a relationship out of desperateness because they don't feel like they could do any better. Um... There are women out there that got cheating husbands, but they're going to bite or die and stick to their man because, you know, ain't nobody going to take their man away from them. So they, they know that, you know, their man is having babies with other women. And I know this because, you know, there's, I'm, you know, I have people in mind. When I'm saying these things, these are people I have in mind that I'm talking about. But, yeah, there, there's some ride-or-die women that will stick with their man no matter how much they cheat, no matter, you know, how many other babies they have with other women. They in it for life. You know what I mean? So, you may look at other people on the surface and may seem that they're happy, but you really don't know what they're going through. You really don't know. You don't see the day-to-day -day stuff. All you see is the happy picture that they post and share. You know what I mean? No one's going to share a breakup or tumultuous time that they're going through on social media. People don't share that part. They only share the happy ones. They want to make other people jealous of them. Some people. I know some people that do that too. They just want to kind of brag, you know what I mean, to make other people feel a certain way. I don't know. But, yeah. Okay, so while, we're, while it may seem 
the other people are more happy than us. Um, mm -mm. But, you know, the ones that genuinely are happy, a, a lot, sometimes they share their story. Like for Tony Gaskins, for example, and um, Rebecca Lynn Pope, you know, they share their journey and, you know, they had to kiss, you know, Rebecca had to kiss a few frogs before she met her prince, okay? She was married before. She had children when she met her now husband, you know? So, you know, it's a different journey for everyone. And not everyone's going to get it easy breezy just like that. And the ones that do, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, what, you know, are they genuinely happy? Like, you know, I do hair, so sometimes I'm around, you know, different people and then you know there's one couple I've seen and like she seemed like she was annoyed every time he opened his mouth to talk to her <laughs> I know that feeling I've been there too like oh my gosh can you just stop breathing already goodness you know what I mean like you know I've been that irritated before like oh my goodness I wish this person just get away from me goodness stop talking you know, but, uh, yeah, it seemed like she was just so annoyed <laughs> as he was talking to her. And she was like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm -hmm. She wasn't really paying attention. But, uh, yeah, you could tell she was irritated and annoyed that he kept talking to her. So, it's like, you know, and you, you just can't compare. You, you just can't compare. You have to have an inner peace, first of all. You have to have an inner peace. Because you don't know what people are putting up with. I put up with, uh... uh narcissistic abuse type union for five years and you know yeah I put up with that fight but see I've always been a private person so I wasn't over here taking selfies and posting on social media to you know you know what I mean there's nothing to brag about okay it was just me doing me and trying to make something out of nothing and just Oh my goodness. But looking back, I understand why, um, basically, uh, sometimes our relationships are a reflection of where we are as far as our eternal growth. And if you haven't, um, resolved any childhood issues, you're probably re reliving your childhood some kind of way through your relationship. So, for example, for me, having a narcissistic parent, yeah, I attracted narcissistic men, primarily. And so, lots of manipulation, lots of gaslighting, lots of uh, psychological, mental abuse type stuff. Um, yeah, and it basically, you know, I basically continue on a childhood nightmare that just didn't end in my adult. You know what I mean? And I had it was it was only till I snapped out of it and I was able to see that. Um, what I was doing, you know what I mean? Because sometimes, if we're not used to peace in our life, then, you know, if, if we had, like, a tumultuous upbringing, that may seem comforting on a subconscious level. So sometimes we meet somebody that's familiar, and we think that's a good thing, but sometimes it might not be it's, it's probably familiar in a bad way because if all you're familiar with is negativity and drama you're getting ready to go through some more drama you know what i mean and then sometimes when it's unfamiliar 
I, I would I would advise people to go with the unfamiliar than the familiar. If if you're if you had a loving upbringing, then more than likely you don't have a lot of relationship issues like some of us who didn't have a peaceful, happy upbringing. Okay, so you probably have a healthy attachment style. You could probably easily get a great relationship and all that good stuff. But for us uh, trauma bonding folks <laughs> like myself, that easy. Uh, my camera did something weird, so there's a good chance that my mouth and lips aren't um, and my words aren't matching. So just. Um, excuse me if that's the case, because I don't know why this camera does that. It, it does that often. Anyhow, but like I was saying, for us trauma bonding people, it's not that easy. Okay. Uh, it, you know, we, we connect with people. We shouldn't, you know, we ignore red flags and all types of uh, no-nos. And that's because as children... We, it's like we couldn't have boundaries. When you have a narcissistic parent, there's no such thing as boundaries. They cross every single one, and there's nothing you can do about it to protect yourself as a child. And so you grow up with that same mindset thinking there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from a narcissistic person coming at you. But, you know, if you don't recognize that, then you don't realize that, hey, I do... Uh, have the power to stop this now. The cycle can stop. I can't stop this type of, you know, abuse from happening to me, you know? You have to get to that place where you can catch it, when you can catch it, you know? And, ooh, I feel like I dodged a bullet, literally. With this last person I did, ooh, the death threats rolled out. I can imagine what would have happened if I would have stayed in that union. Physical abuse would have been right around the corner, probably, I'm pretty sure. All the death threats I didn't got over a freaking email? Yo, that was some real crazy stuff. Just like my childhood drama, all types of horrendousness, okay? Um, but yeah, but I was able to catch it. Uh, I should have catched it earlier. The red flags were there. But I catch it at a moment where I was like, okay, this is not going to work for me. I'm like, who the heck does he think he is? Who the heck do he think I am? Like, what, what's really going on here? I'm like, wait a darn minute. And I just have to think, you know, I was praying about it also. While I was thinking this, I was praying. I was, you know, I was doing all types of stuff, just contemplating. Like, wait a minute. The last time I checked, you know... This man, all he does is borrow money from me. And then when he pay me back, he borrowed right back. So he's a he has a bummish type of uh attitude and I'm not, you know, he crossed my boundaries. And I of course, you know, I didn't have to let him. I could have stopped him, but yeah, borrowing money, that's just not my thing. I, I don't I don't uh lend money to grown men like that. I'm not a bank, you know what I mean? But my boundaries were crossed. I allowed it to be. And this man wind up just borrowing a heck of money from me and never paid me back. And so, but you know what? I'm glad I stopped it then. Could have went further than that. But that that uh morning I had to do what I had to do and I had to like end it right there. First I said, let's take a break, but he was like, F a break, it's over. I'm like, even better. That's what I said. I was like, even better. 
And then it's crazy how just the day before it was, oh, I love you. You're so amazing. Da, 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 da. Just for him to call me every B you can think of, all types of names and slurs. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, where was the love that you claimed you had yesterday? When it, when it comes to narcissists, there is no love. It's all fake. Fake, 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 fake. And this is why they like to rush you. This is why they like to move things so fast. Because they don't want you to notice the flaws. They want to catch you, get you, trap you before you catch on to the flaws. Because they, they come out. They come out. And this man was full of flaws. I'm like, eh, what the heck was I thinking? Lord. Woo! And he was definitely trying to come between me and my relationship with the Most High. He most certainly did. I had an active prayer life. Most of the stuff I watched was biblical based. And he had a problem with it. He had a problem with, you know, my attention to anything biblical related. Like anything I did, he had an issue with. Like, I'm like, dude, I was doing this before I met you. I was working on my online websites and businesses before I met you. So now it's a problem. Like, you can't occupy yourself. I have to, like, drop everything for you now? Like, really? You, you need to be babysit now. You need a mammy. He was looking for a mammy. He wanted a surrogate mother type of relationship. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm not trying to be nobody's mother. I got four kids already. What do I need to be a mom to a grown man? Come on now. And so... Nope, nope, nope. So I'm glad I've leveled up to where I know I won't repeat that mistake again. But I'm still learning and growing. And what, what I'm what I'm uh, learning now and what I'm um, currently evolving from is, you know, people say you need to go within, you need to love yourself, and da da da. But what does that actually mean? Like, what do you actually have to do? Because there's nothing you can do um, externally that's going to fill you internally. So what do you do? So one thing I, you know, I suggest that works, but the thing about it is you kind of have to work hard. It's like a muscle that you have to keep, you have to keep using in order to get better at it and to gain strength in that area. And you have to just change your feelings. You have to go through to a feeling place that you want to be. Because sometimes we can feel empty inside. Sometimes we can feel like, you know, like, oh my gosh. Like, what, what's what's going on? Like, what what's the problem? How come everyone else seems to got it going on except for us? And sometimes we feel that way. But one thing I'm learning is that we have to kind of put ourselves in a feeling place of having what we want already. It's like you have to have it, the feeling of it already before it arrives. And my problem is it's hard for me to maintain it. Like I'll do it. I'll be good for one day. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe I'll do it for two days then a week. And then I start noticing results. And then they say, I know I'll go back down and I can't maintain it. And it's hard again. And then I, it's like, I have to start from scratch. Just like, dang it. How can my cat maintain that level? This is, it's, it's not easy. It is not easy, okay? But you can start. You kind of have to go to that feeling place of, of where you want to be. So what does a 
the one feel like for you if you know if you're single and you want yourself a husband what does having that relationship feel like like you have to kind of go there in your feeling place in your heart already and you kind of have to have um an excitement about it so to speak you have to be um excited about it you know in advance and you got to maintain it it's and it's not easy to maintain because you know i struggle with it too and it's like, I'll notice results, and then psh, nothing. Then I'll creep back up results. Then, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's a roller coaster. It's like, I'm, goodness. But it's a muscle we have to practice, and the more we do it, the, the better we'll be at it. And before you know it, it'll be a primary vibe. And the thing about it is, most of our lives, there's a certain vibe that we had and that we thought and felt. And I can attest to that. Like, I was a miserable child, okay? I was very miserable and depressed as a child. Um, and that kind of carried on until adulthood. As I, as I grew up in, you know, 18, 19, 20, that depression from my misery as a child was still there. It didn't go anywhere. I, I, I didn't uh, overcome it just because I go older. It was still there. I was still you know, thinking similar thoughts as I was in middle school at age 20. You know what I mean? Age 20 with middle school trauma-based thoughts and feelings still there. Okay? Thinking the same way, acting the same way, same personality. And so, I was essentially age 20 versus age, you know, 14 or whatever. I was still... Kind of not not so different when I look back at it. Yeah, I was still in that trauma trauma mindset. Even though I kind of got away from my narcissistic parent, the damage was already done. And I didn't do anything to fix it. I didn't know I needed to do anything to fix it. It wasn't until, you know, it was a long journey, y'all. But my point in mentioning that is that a lot of us are still living the same emotional state of being as we were a long time ago. And we haven't really evolved from that. Like, we're still thinking similar thoughts, behaving the same way. You know, we can change our personality, you guys. We don't have to be the same person we were 20 years ago. I know I'm certainly not. I know I'm certainly not. Don't you know what kind of person I was in my early 20s? My goodness, I couldn't, I, I could barely speak up for myself, you guys. People would do stuff to me and just boldly disrespect me, like, in public and stuff. And, like, it was so shocking that all I could do was, like, pause. That, 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 that was my reaction. Because as a little girl, when you're experiencing this narcissistic attack from your parent. You can't do nothing. You can't get up and leave. You have to sit there and you have to take it. So whenever someone offends me or attacks me, all I can do is just freeze and pause. You know what I mean? That's my reaction. When I was in these narcissistic abusive relationships and they did something to me or, you know, some type of narcissistic attack, all I could do is like kind of pause and just freeze, you know, like, like I couldn't even speak up for myself. And this carried over 
for many years. My goodness. It wasn't until my 30s that I, I got the courage to be like, uh-uh. You know what I mean? Uh, to really speak up for myself and protect myself from outside attacks. You know? I was very timid. You know? I was very timid as a young girl. You know? Even as a young adult. In my 20s, I was timid. Don't you know I was pregnant with my first child in my 20s? And I had to have my car towed to, like, a an auto shop, and so I got in with the tow truck driver, and he was smoking, I was pregnant, I was all out to here, I, was, I probably was like seven, eight months, you could tell I'm pregnant, you know, I was way out there, this guy starts smoking cigarettes, and I'm like looking at him, like, and he, he didn't care, he didn't care that there was a pregnant lady right next to him, but see, I didn't have the nerve to even ask him to put his cigarette away, because I was pregnant. I didn't have it in me to say it at that time. Me now would be like, excuse me, excuse me. Can you please put that out? I am pregnant. I do not want, you know, that's me now. But me in my 20s, I couldn't. I couldn't. I was too scared. I was too timid to speak up for myself. That's who I was then. So it took a lot of growing and learning. And so, I say don't, don't be jealous of anybody. Do not. You, you never know what they're going through. You know, there's people that uh, I'm aware of who they have happy social media pictures of the relationship and stuff. But in person, he curses her out, calls her all types of names, tells her to shut the F up, and treats her like a dog, literally. You can't, you can't, um... Don't ever wish you had someone else's union because you don't know what the heck they're going through. Not and People are lying these days. No one's posting how they really feel. They're not posting the negative stuff on social media. They want you to see the happy life that they you know, want to portray to you. They don't want you to see the truth. You don't see that part. So when it seems like other people may have it easy, easy, breezy, happy marriage, whatever... You don't know what level they're at. They're probably at a surface level relationship. They they probably don't have they probably never did the work that you did that you're doing for yourself to, to elevate yourself to the next level. And that and that means that their level of relationship is not gonna be as happy as yours when you do meet your right one. You see what I mean? There's different levels, you guys. And see, uh I got married young and maybe to outsiders it made have seemed like Oh, I got it. I got my husband. I got my children. No, no, no. I was one miserable person. Like I said, I was miserable as a child and depressed. None of that went away just because I got older. As a 20-year-old married woman, I was still depressed. I was still unhappy and miserable. Likewise, I was in an unhappy, miserable union with someone who had his own trauma that added to the, you know, the crap I already had on me. Do we just joined two trauma-filled, depressed people joining together to share more depression? Yeah, that's what it was. Madness. Okay, that, that was the worst union I've, I've ever had. Tell you the truth, it really was because there's a lot of betrayal and just. Woof. I'm not going to get into that, but um, yeah, uh, 
we cannot um, think like that. And my mind goes there sometimes, like, dang, why does it seem like they have it easier? They don't. They don't. I, I know someone um, in a family that got married without actually knowing or meeting the person. And it was like a desperate move because, you know, they're about to lose everything. You know, their apartment and job, everything. So, yeah, yeah it seemed like a great idea to just be with that person, you know, to, to survive. That was a survival move. Are, are they happy? I would question that because this person has always been the type of person that try to convince everyone of how happy they are, how well they're doing. And when this person would contact me and talk to me, they wouldn't bring up like how happy they are in their union or marriage. They would bring up stuff that their spouse bought them. And so to me, I'm like, okay, that's nice. I mean, all right. They bought you that. That's, that's sweet. Um, but it was usually more material-focused uh, when this person would contact me and tell me about their, you know, their life. It's, it was usually material things that they would bring up. Not so much, oh, I'm treated so great. I'm so happy. This is just the love of my life. But, you know. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't like that. And... To me, it seemed like a just a union based on a neediness. So two needy people come together, you know. To me, it's like a, a lackful union, if you ask me. And they're just trying to fulfill each other, you know, because they don't they're unable to. I don't know. I don't know. It, it just it didn't seem right to me. Is what I'm saying, but. So a relationship like that, someone, two people come together out of desperation. One needs um, to be rescued from financial turmoil, and the other one is in need of someone. You know what I mean? There's two needs being filled, and I suppose maybe, you know, they're happy. I don't know. But it, it, didn't, it just didn't seem like that to me. So when you compare a relationship like that with two people get together based on needs and desperation versus you doing all the spiritual work to elevate yourself um, to be the best you you could possibly be, then you meet somebody else that's being the best that they could be and on the same wavelength as you, whose union do you think is going to be happier? The ones that's posting pictures, convinced, trying to convince everyone else that they're happy? Or you, the one who did the work, who has a match that also did the work, and now y'all come together, and y'all both at your best, which couple do you think is going to be happier? The one that's trying to impress everybody with their photos, because they got together with someone when they were needy, and both need each other, and they created a marriage out of need? Or you, who did the internal work, upgraded yourself, Became your best you. Met someone who's their best self. And y'all together. You see what I mean? There's different level of happiness. In relationships is what I'm saying. So you can't compare yourself to anyone else. Because people be lying. They're not as happy as they may put portray themselves to be. And by you doing all this work to be your best you. You're going to get the best. 
you're going to get the best that, that that's available. You know what I mean? You're setting yourself up for something great, is what I'm saying. As you progress and do you and continue to try to be your best, you're going to get the best. That's just how it works. You're, you're not going to be at that lower level just taking whatever you can get like some people do. Out of need and desperation. You see what I mean? So as you level up, you're going to meet your level up. And then, you know what I mean? It's not You're not going to have to compare with any. You're just going to be happy with what you got. Forget everybody else and what they're doing. You know what I mean? So that's what I want to say. We can't be we can't be thinking about, you know, how other people seem like they got it easier and happy and stuff because they're really not. They're really not. People be lying. They be lying. And I know the ones who are really happy. The ones that are really happy, they're not uh they don't they ain't gotta brag. They don't have to showcase it. They may post a picture once in blue moon about them together or whatever, but they're not the ones that's trying to impress everybody else. They're just living their lives, doing them. I know the ones that are happy. But you have others that like to fake it to everybody else. But, um, yeah. So if you're single like me, don't ever think that other people seem to got it easier than you. Because you don't want those unions. You don't want those easy connections. That easy, needy, desperate, I need you, you need me, let's be together. Mm -hmm. That'll last for a minute. You want some long-term that's gonna last forever that's what i want i want my forever union okay that's what i'm going for so just sit tight continue to elevate don't be discouraged find the feeling place in advance of what you want and start practicing feeling that way as often as you can every day build it like a muscle until it's effortless and then before you know it you'll see the external results from that okay so that's all i want to say for now i thank you for listening have a blessed day if you want to get in touch visit my website at wordsoflove.life and um you can schedule a sister chat with me we can have some sister chat about whatever you want okay all right thank you bye-bye